everybody and welcome to another edition of the mad nucleus podcast for those that don't know i'm your host justin felton and those that do know i'm your host justin felton and again thank you all for listening once again today's episode is about the nba playoffs which starts today today this afternoon depending on where you at it starts this afternoon And we are going to dive into the matchups. Yes, these great matchups for this year's NBA playoffs 2022. Let's get started. Okay, the first matchup we have, and let me do a little dive in here. Mm -mm -mm. I'm going to give you my thoughts after I go over these matchups. But game one today is the Jazz visiting the Mavericks. Also, game one of today, the Timberwolves visits the Grizzlies. Later on, the Raptors visit the 76ers. The Nuggets visit the Warriors. Tomorrow, the Hawks visit the Heat. The Nets visit the Celtics. The Bulls visit the Bucks. The Pelicans visits the Suns. And those are the matchups. All right. These are game one matchups going on. And first, I want to say, let's go by the first game I see on this Google here. All right. The Jazz at the Mavericks. This is evenly matched up. You got two perennial playmakers. On both teams. One on the Mavericks being Luka Doncic. The guy is sort of like, you know, LeBron and Magic-esque. He can get you 20, 25, 30 points. Along with 10 assists and 10 rebounds. He's going to get his. And on the flip side, with the Jazz, you got Nikola Joker. Joker. Is what we call him, Joker. MVP, Joker. He too can give you 20, 25, 30, 10, 12 assists, 10, 12 boards. So who's going to win this matchup? I think the Jazz is going to take this series. I think they'll take game one, but I think they'll take the series. But this series is going six games, six or seven games, uh, because Jamal Murray is back. No, that's Donovan Mitchell. My bad, my bad. Oh, God. Wrong, 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 wrong. I keep getting the Nuggets and the Jazz mixed up. No, they have Rudy Gobert and Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray is the, you know, oh, got the Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Oh, man, I got that mixed up. I can't believe I messed that up, man. I'm slipping. Okay, okay. No, it's Donovan Mitchell, Spider Mitchell, and Rudy Gobert. I don't know why I got those mixed up. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, Spider Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Now, Rudy Gobert is not an offensive juggernaut at all, but his defensive presence and his rebounds is definitely going to be needed in this series. 
Spider Mitchell is going to get his. Spider Mitchell is another 25-point guy that's going to get his. And he definitely performs in the playoffs because do you remember a couple of years ago, um, him and Jamal Murray were going at it. They were trading baskets sort of like that matchup with um, Larry Bird and Dominique Wilkins back in the 80s. None of them could stop each other. And it was just like, let's sit back and enjoy the show because they are putting on a clinic. And when I say a clinic, they were putting it on, bro. I remember it was like, yes, this is what the playoffs is all about. You kind of want to throw out all the basic stuff and see a performance like that, but that's what it's all about. But also, uh, what's in Spider Mitchell's favor is he has a throwback player in Rudy Gobert who loves to play the defense. He loves to block shots. He loves to get those rebounds. But my God, he needs to learn how to score. But he's been in the league a little too long to learn how to score. And that could be a detriment. That could keep them from winning this series. So I got the Mavericks actually winning this series because I got the players mixed up in what their matchups mean. Luka has, on the Mavericks, that guy is a baller. But his problem is he's turnover prone. He's very turnover prone. Much on the Russell Westbrook level. But he also gets his team involved and get guys balling out, much like Steve Nash did with the Suns. Uh, I think the Mavericks is going to squeak by in seven games. I think they will take this series. Uh, They will win today, but I'm not so sure they'll win game two. So, yeah, I got the Mavericks today. All right, who, who, who else? Who else? All right, we got the Timberwolves and the Grizzlies. Now, somebody on my Facebook said that the T-Wolves is going to upset the Grizzlies, and I said, nah, this will be a tough series too. This series is going six games. This series is going six games. But here's something that the Grizzlies have had work in their favor all year and the reason why they're a number two seed. When John Morant doesn't play, they still ball out. They have a winning record without John Morant. When he does play, of course, they ball out. This team probably has the best chemistry in the NBA, along with the Bucs and maybe the 76ers. This team has the best chemistry out West, even when their star is not there. Chemistry, folks, is more important in basketball than anything else. If you got chemistry, whether you have a superstar or you don't have a superstar, it can take you far. You may not win it all, but it can take you far. John Morant is playing. They're going to be just fine. Um, I got the Grizzlies winning this game, but I do know it's going to be a tough game too because Patrick Beverly, say what you want about that guy, Patrick Beverly is going to find a way to wheel his team back and win a, game, a couple of games, but I have this going six because I don't think KAT has enough firepower behind him. Although Carl Anthony Towns has been balling out, uh, with Patrick Beverly there, he's had, you know, what you call a resurgence, if you will. You know, Patrick Beverly provided leadership, provided a spark, provided the push he needed to get him into these playoffs. And this team will fight. Make no mistake, this team will fight. And the way this season has been going for the NBA, best believe Adam Silver is licking his chops like, 
ooh, I'm going to have a bunch of game sixes and sevens in the first round. That's what we're going to be dealing with. I don't expect no sweeps in these here playoffs. And this right here is going to be a, a semi-tough matchup for the Grizzlies, but I got them winning in six games. But this is going to be a dog fight. Grizzlies take game one. Next up is the Raptors at the 76ers. Woo. Now, the Raptors are one of them teams that um, they kind of remind me of my football team. When they won the championship uh, two years ago, no, three years ago, um, they were sure to go back and, you know, make a run in the playoffs again. Problem was my boy Pascal Siakam suffered a sophomore slump or or a down year. He suffered two down years in a row up until this year. This year he has bounced back and played well. He has bounced back and played well and good enough to get the Raptors to the what six seeds? Uh they are the six seed. Um and I will say um who else uh, who else was balling for them? I'm trying to think. I haven't watched too much of the Raptors this year, but I know they was low-key balling with the guys that they got. And you know, Fred Van Vliet, he's going to fight and stuff like that. But it was somebody else, a third option that's been low-key balling. And I think I need to go and find out. Let me look up the Raptors roster right quick. I need to see something. Give me a second, folks. All right. Young is there powerful, though. Is there powerful with Young? That's who it was. He's been low-key balling for them, man. I mean, like literally though, you know, you need a third option in today's NBA where everybody is looking for the third star or looking to develop a third star and stuff like that. It ain't like it was back then where teams minimum had two stars and they stayed together for seven or eight years. Now you got to have a third star and a fourth option because you might be Facing another team who's equally matched up as far as star for star. You need that fourth option. And the Raptors seem to have found that. This is going to be a dogfight as well. The 76ers, uh, you know, of course, they got Embiid and James Harden. But here's the deal. Like Luka and some of these others, James Harden has a tense, uh, has this, this perplex. Will to turn the ball over. Do silly stuff. Hope to get fouls and stuff. He's an extremely smart basketball player, but sometimes his smarts works against him. And this year, you know, it's kind of showing up because he's been out of shape. He's been kind of out of whack and stuff like that. And the last thing Embiid needs is somebody that's going to turn the ball over. Hence why they would miss Ben Simmons. But what Ben Simmons doesn't provide is an offensive spark. We know James Harden, former MVP, scoring champion, is going to give you 35, 40 points a night. 
Problem is, is he going to take too many wild and silly shots and stuff like that? MB, is he going to play more toward the basket or is he going to keep his game all around? This might be a, a series where he might have to play more towards the basket. And, you know, this is going to be a physical game. I got the 76ers winning a real close one. Keep an eye on this game. All right, next up is the... The Nuggets at the Warriors. This is going to be probably the matchup everybody's going to be looking to watch. And there's some trouble for the Warriors. They're trying to say that Steph might not be good to go, but this might be a strategy that Steve Kerr might be using straight from the book of Greg Popovich, straight from the book of Phil Jackson to try to throw the Nuggets off. The, the Nuggets are veterans themselves. They've been down this road. They've been in the playoffs. So they know what they expect. They're going to prepare as if Curry is playing out there on that court. They're not going to take any chances. They got Clay out there. You know, he's been balling and picking it up as well. But Draymond Green, you know, he's been in and out of the lineup. You know, this could present some problems for them because they need that emotional core. They need that emotional leadership out there with uh, Draymond Green. They need him out there. Uh, Murray has come back, you know, back full swinging, you know. You know, he's been kind of quiet this year, but he's been kind of balling lately in time for the playoffs. And um, Joker, you know Joker is a matchup nightmare. Who do they have out there to match up with Joker? Wiseman is out for the year. Um, you know, I think Joker is going to have a great series. This will be a great series. This will go seven games with the um, Nuggets taking it because Joker is, you know, playing like an MVP. Jamal Murray's back in full swing and they got so much depth on that bench. You know, you can't deny it. On the flip side, the Warriors, they they seem to not get the big three back together for enough games to get that old spark from five or six years ago. You know, but that but that being said, you don't ever count them out. But when you're dealing with a, a team with a lot of depth and that's kind of physical like the Nuggets, uh, you need that. So I got the Nuggets winning this game. This will go seven, like I said. And on to the next. Next up is the Hawks visiting the Heat. Say what you want about the Heat. They've been balling. They have the number one seed in the East. And the East is the more superior conference. Eric Spolster is a great coach. We know that. They have Jimmy Butler, who's a great leader. They have a plethora of guys who can ball. And they, they play well as a unit. They, too, have great chemistry. As a unit, you don't get the number one seed without getting uh, that kind of chemistry. On the flip side, they have the Hawks. They got that raging bull by the name of Trey Young, who has willed his team to the playoffs. They kept saying that Trey Young, he doesn't play defense and this and that. Half of the league don't play defense or over half of the league that don't play defense. And if you do, you get penalized for it. He's a super, he's the only superstar that can score on his team. So he's not going to put so much energy on defense because if he does that, his team probably won't win because they need him to score 35 and 40 a game to keep them competitive. And that's what they're doing. 
That's exactly what they've been doing. And this matchup is going to be tough. I think this might go five or six. This might go five or six, depending on if the Hawks want to play some defense. Um, If it does go six, it might go seven. You know, I got the uh, Heat winning this tonight. Or today, tomorrow. Yeah, they play tomorrow at one o'clock. The Nets at the Celtics, man. Now, you know, this is the thing they say the general fear is nobody wants to play the Nets. Because they balling right now. And I would say, yeah, in general, you're right. But here's something that you need in the playoffs, and that's a bench. They don't have a bench. Do I think they'll beat the Celtics in this uh, series? I think they probably can because the Celtics seem to have the same old problem year after year after year is that they got all this talent, but they can't get over the hump. But uh, the Nets have uh, KD. They have Ben Simmons and Kyrie. Two of the three uh, former champions. Yeah, they got some issues, but, you know, they balling at the right time. But their bench is my main concern. And I don't know if Boston is good enough to exploit that. But if they do, you'll see why I say, you know, you need a bench in these playoffs. You need depth, much like I was just telling you about Denver, much like I was telling you about some of these other teams like Miami. You need a bench. You know, if they go to the second round, they're not going to beat whoever they play in the second round. But I got the Nets winning this game today. Oh, tomorrow. Next up is the Bulls and the Bucks. The Bucks have the great chemistry. They're the defending champions. They bought pretty much everybody back. They balling. They've been under the radar. People not talking about it. But Giannis has been balling like he's the MVP that he's been. Um, Chris Middleton, he's back to being the baller that he we know he can be. It's smooth sailing for them right now. The Bulls was one of them teams that started off the season red hot. They started off the season red hot. They were the number one seed for about a month and a half. Then they started to fall off a bit. What went on? DeMar DeRozan should be considered as an MVP this year. He was probably at one time because he was balling. He was turning the ball over way less than anybody, and he was just killing it. Problem is, the Bulls are inexperienced. Their inexperience is what's been killing them, but they still are tough outing, you know, for the Bucs. I got this series going six with the Bucs winning today. Next up, last but not least, is the Pelicans at the Suns. The Suns might be the favorite to take the championship this year, let's face it. I think Chris Paul is on the mission. If Chris Paul wins it this year, this would be his going out party, and I hope he does, man, because he deserves it. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. They have to play the Pelicans, who are low-key tough, too. I got this being a five- or six-game series. Five games, I can see it. Six games, wouldn't be surprised. Uh, the Pelicans, you know, they... They've been kind of, you know, getting at people um, lately, too. Just when you think that certain teams are out of it, they pull themselves in. And that's what the Pelicans are. But I think the Suns are well coached. 
and co-cohesive unit by um, Monty Ellis. And he won't make the same mistakes he made last year. And, you know, he's going to get them to where they need to go. And that's the championship and finish the job this year with Devin Booker and crew. Chris Paul, like I said, he wants to go out um, with that ring on his finger. And I think they will get it. I think they probably will win the championship this year. But if they face the Bucks again, they better not make the same mistake twice. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, right? <laughs> all right let's go over the times that these teams will be playing each other okay game one of today at one o'clock will be the jazz at mavericks uh game one for the t wolves and grizzlies today at 3 30 raptors and 76ers today at six nuggets and warriors today at 8 30 tomorrow game one of the hawks and heat one o'clock nets and celtics 3 30 Bulls and Bucks, 6.30. Pelicans and Suns at 9 o'clock. And I'm pretty sure they're going to have only some of these games playing on TNT and some of them playing on another network. But let's see how their TV deal is. Because, you know, it should be ABC and CBS or whatever else, you know. But that concludes this edition of the start of the playoffs. And I hope you all enjoy. Because I'm going to enjoy because this year, let me give me my opinions on the uh the league this year, playing and stuff like that. Um, my thoughts is the league is wide open this year more than it's ever been than I've been watching in my thirty plus years of watching basketball. I've been watching basketball for you know maybe thirty five years, something like that, since I was a youngin. And never have I seen the league so wide open as it's ever been. I want to say the mid-90s when Jordan left, it was kind of wide open, but it was clear that, you know, the Rockets was always a great team. Um, Then in, with a great coach with Rudy T that they were going to win the titles and stuff, but it, it's never been so wide open as it's been now. Even when the Spurs and the Lakers was dominant, you knew that one of them was going to be the champion. Uh, when LeBron would form these super teams, he always keep the East at bay from him. Then came the Warriors and all that other stuff. But now the league is more wide open this year. And I would say the last couple of years, it was kind of wide open the last three or four years, but more so this year because I honestly do not know Who's really going to be favorited to win the championship? I really do not know. I got a feeling it may be the Suns, but then there's another part of me that says not so fast, just, you know, they too got their problems, but they've been balling. Pro they, based on record, they've been balling the best, but that don't always translate into a championship run. I know that for a fact. Um, you got other teams like the Grizzlies, despite not having their stars, still balling like, you know, like he's still on the floor. You got the, the defending champions, you know, picking up for where they left off. You got the Nets balling when they need to. You got uh, uh, Miami, you know, balling when they need to. You know, you got Joker playing like an MVP. It's hard to say who's going to win 
the championship this year. And that's why it's going to be so fun to watch because it's going to be a lot of seven game series, six and seven game series with a lot of these games going down to the wire. All the stuff you've been complaining about for so long, we finally getting it. You know, we need to sit back and enjoy the ride, enjoy a little parody. You know, it gets a little boring when the same teams dominate all the time. You know, let's let's enjoy this parody that we got this this NCAA college basketball type stuff we got. You know, let's enjoy that because we're getting a little tired of seeing the college football where the same four or five or six teams are always in the mix or, you know, we're getting that in the NBA. So let's sit back and enjoy it. And, you know, we in for a fun ride in these playoffs. I feel it and I've always felt it the way this season has been going. But, yeah, that wraps up our show today. And thank you all for listening to the Mad Nucleus podcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe and listen to on any other platform that we're available on. When you click on what it says, the Mad Nucleus podcast, it tells you all the platforms I'm available on. So, you know, continue to listen. Thank you all for your support. And I'll be back with more. Until then. Peace. I'm out.